subject something that might be a little complex and that subject is hyperactive kids yeah hyperactive kids hyperactive you know ADHD yeah hyperactive kids reason why I want to talk about this because I was um, considered a hyperactive kid <laughs> when I was in school. I really was. And I didn't know it. I didn't. I didn't. I was just a kid. I was just living my life. <laughs> but my mom and dad, you know, I, they say I want to sit in my seat or whatever. I remember, you know, he won't sit still or something. I remember something like that when I was a kid. But anyway. Just being honest about everything. I want to be honest. But yeah, I was one. And it wasn't until the fourth grade or, yeah, the fourth grade until my parents decided to take me to a, a psychiatrist. Or psychologist. Psychiatrist. What is it? Psychiatrist. What is it? Psychologist. <laughs> psychiatrist. One or two. One or three. I don't remember. But it was... It was one for kids, and I, I I can remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> and he sat me down and asked me a series of questions. It was a bunch of questions. I remember it was a whole bunch of questions. And I was calm, I remember. You know, I went to him a few times. And he asked me a bunch of questions, like I said. And some of them were... Like regular questions, it's like, what would you do if you do this? This happened to you? And one particularly I remember. I can't remember all of them, but one I do remember, and it's the reason I remember it, was what would you do if a younger kid tried to fight you or hit you? What would you do? i never forget that one, particularly. And it's the reason why I never forget that one. Because I answered it just like this. I remember thinking to myself, I, this is wild, but I'm not lying. I remember thinking to myself when he asked me the question, 
I remember thinking to myself, I said, okay, let's answer this right. I'm not lying. I, I'm, let's answer this right. And let's give him what we consider a correct answer. And I literally, literally said to him, literally said to him, what I would do is go and get an adult or somebody that's in charge. I literally said it like this. And let them know that this child is trying to fight me. And I don't want to fight them because I know I can hurt them. Okay. So he gives me the other question. He's He looks at me. He looks at me. I even can remember his, like, I can remember the way he looked at me. But he looked at me in a way like, huh. Like he was shocked I gave that type of answer. And I remember feeling proud of myself for giving that answer. I, I'm not lying. I felt so proud of myself like, yeah, yeah, you weren't ready for that. I remember thinking like, yeah, you weren't ready for that. And he looked at me and he was just like, hmm, okay. So, my mom and dad, right? It was my mom that would take me. So, some time passed and he decided to give me this type of medication. Now, my mom came and told me, hey, they're going to give you, we need you to take this. I really didn't know at that time it quite came from him, but I had an idea. And the thing about it was that what kind of got me about it, just being real, was my mom was like, it's this little pill, just take it. You, I'm going to give you one. She put in a piece of aluminum foil, I remember. My mom didn't put it in. She didn't put it in a good container. So she put it in a piece of aluminum foil, and sometimes the aluminum foil would break up the pill. So she gave me this pill, and, you know, I would take it. I took it. I remember, like, telling my teacher. My teacher knew I had to take this pill. So I tell my teacher, my teacher, oh, yeah, go ahead, take it. So I go and take it. And I, when I would take it, it would make me feel laid back. Like, I would feel like I was so calm. And I kind of liked the feeling. I'm not going to lie. I did. I ain't going to lie. I liked the feeling. And it made me feel so calm and laid back. And I was like, I like this. And it made me feel a little high. That's the best way to put it, high. So... One day we're riding in the car, me and my mom and dad, and I think my dad and my dad and my mom's getting on me about something. I can't remember what it is. It's like something they getting on me about. Some idea, you know. And while getting on me about it, and this is where what I told that doctor comes in. While getting on me about it, my dad says something in this way he says and that's why you said that to that doctor that you can um <laughs> my dad's crazy my dad's not crazy but my dad's like ill sometimes like my dad is so real but he said that's why you said to that doctor that uh when a little when you when a little boy 
try to fight you that you would you would hit him and fight him and i remember saying what he said yeah you said to that you i can't believe you told that doctor that my dad was so disappointed. I can hear it in his voice. He said, I can't believe you told that doctor that, that you would um, hit a little boy or fight a little kid that was younger than you. And I remember getting so upset. Like, I did not tell him that. And my dad was like, that's what he said. He said, you told him that. I said, I did not tell that doctor that. I said, I told that doctor that I would not fight a boy like that. And my dad was like, oh, now the doctor telling, telling me a lie. So my dad really took the side of the doctor. And I was like very hurt. I was so hurt about it. And I remember not liking him after that. And I remember not wanting to go to see him. I didn't even want to take the medication no more. Because now I was like, this dude lied on me. And told my dad and had my dad disappointed in me. So it made me just dispel the whole thing. So when I went to school, I didn't take the medication. And then all of a sudden, my mom said, hey, we gonna take you off this stuff. We heard about something wrong with it. I said, oh, for real? She said, yeah, we heard it can turn boys crazy or make boys impotent. I said, whoa, and I knew what that meant. My dad, you know, they explained stuff like that to us when we was kids, we was very knowledgeable. And my, my parents always, you know, they gave everything to us straight. So I said, what, you know, so I can't take it. And I remember saying to myself, even though I stopped taking that school, I remember saying like, you know, when you're a kid, you wild. And I remember saying like, man, I hate they kind of take me off that pill because I kind of was liking it was high, but I wasn't taking it. I was so goofy about it. So so they took me off the pill. And years later, I found out that pill was called Ritalin. That's what I found out. I only stayed on, my mom said, yeah, you only stayed on the pill for like a week or, uh, she said about two weeks or three weeks. And I remember saying, yeah, maybe two weeks because I stopped taking the pill. She said, you stopped taking it? I said, yeah, I stopped taking it. And I said, that, and I remember telling her again, that doctor lied on me. That doctor lied on me. I couldn't, to this day, I cannot believe that doctor lied on me. And I was a kid and I couldn't, reason why I couldn't believe in, even to this day why I couldn't believe it, because this guy was so set up to not lie on me. He was a doctor. He had a nice office. I remember pictures of his family in the office and plaques on his wall. And he was friendly. And I was like, he just killed all of what I thought about him. And it was so disappointing. And he was the first doctor I remember thinking like, man, you can't even trust those dudes. They're a lie. And that's sad. And it's not true for all doctors. Of course, it's not true. But that Im first impression on me was lasting. It was so lasting. And my, my parents, you know, me, I used to lie a lot. Let's keep it real. I was, I would lie a lot. So my parents would use, they had that right there that you tell lies. So how would he, we to believe you now? And I was like that kid that cried wolf in that situation. And that hurt me, you know. And so I got on this subject. I saw this subject about hyperactive kids. 
I saw this subject about hyperactive kids and should they need medication? And it hit me. It hit me good. And I want to talk to anyone who has a child who who is considered hyperactive. I have a son and he is very hyper and he is very active. But is he diagnosed ADHD? No, he he is not. He's been tested. They they've checked him out and everything. But he's a very hyper kid. I was a hyper kid. My little brother was a hyper kid. Both of my little brothers were hyper kids. Now, my older brother, he was not a hyper kid. He was a very laid back child. So I can't say that about him. And he's still laid back. Now, I'm saying this because I want people to listen to me. If you have a child that is hyperactive, because I can give you some true insight. I really mean it. I can give you an inside point of view of a ch- first a, of how your child is perceiving things. Second, of how things can be twisted. And third, the medical science behind the medicine that is prescribed to kids who are considered hyperactive. And can, and let me not forget, can a child be treated that is hyperactive without medication? That's the main key. Can, is it possible to treat your child who is hyperactive without medication? Because I want to let you know, I was a child who took the medication. And it made me feel high. I'm just going to give you the facts. It made me feel a funny, jittery feeling on the inside. And it it was almost like I was walking on a cloud. Literally. I couldn't explain it. But when it came to playing outside, it, it messed with my motor skills. So let's remember that. Now, I got to a point where I took it after a... A PE class or something So I kind of Was benefiting from it in that sense So and I had two pills to take At the time I was taking Now I was born in 1977 And I was starting to take this pill In the 4th grade And this And that is very important So let's Let's get this all out the way And let me talk about this to you To you parents who might have a hyperactive child and let's find solutions because I want to tell you that if a doctor can lie on me to my parents, I came up with the only reasoning thing behind it to make him not be what I call nefarious. And that reason was he had to prescribe this pill. He wanted to prescribe this pill and it was beneficial for him either financially, most likely financially, and it was some type of other perk maybe that he could receive from prescribing me this pill. And probably not only me, but other kids that he had, he probably had seen during that period of time or after or before, you know. So 
if he can, if he would lie on me, I'm pretty sure he would lie on any other kid. And that says a lot. So let's, let's get the facts out here. Let's get what the doctors are saying about it. And let's see if there are doctors who treat your kids without medication. Because medication, we already know, has side effects. Let's be honest here, people. Let's stop lying. And do we want our children to have side effects? Now, first off, they already recommend that your children do not take medication, period, if they're under the age of six years old. That's if they even are considered for medication. They do not recommend it. Do not let any doctor prescribe your child medication if they are under the age of six years old. Now, that's only if they have certain disorders. Now, there are disorders where some medications cry, and I'm not talking about those disorders. I'm talking about ADHD and hyperactive behavioral disorders in the children or in the child. Now, one thing I want to say is that one of the side effects for any medication that is prescribed to your child is this. One of the main ones is an eating disorder similar to anorexia and lack of sleep, insomnia, which can propel the the hyperactive behavior out of control. Let's just put that together. A child who usually is hyper sometimes us as parents know he just needs he or she just needs a nap or needs to take or is sleepy and it's a clear indication that they're fighting sleep now if a child that is showing behavioral skills that are hyperactive is taking a medication that is keeping them from eating and sleeping get ready to have a worse child it doesn't even add up Because one thing that you do know as a parent to calm your child down is you know he has to sleep. He or she has to sleep. And he or she has to get a good enough or a healthy enough diet. That's a fact. And that is important too. We're going to get on that too. The diet. So, but let's stick on the side effects. These side effects are found in literally almost all all the children that are taking these medications. That's a fact. Not only that, not only that, not only that, but most of the kids that take this medication receive just those side effects. But there are other side effects. There are such side effects that some can lead to psychotic episodes in your child. That's right. Psychotic episodes with your child. Now, they're saying in the new studies that the medications for ADHD are significantly safe. But these side side effects are the most common. Now, the side effect I first mentioned was the most common of all the side effects. Now, 
what happens if they're saying with this medication and the help of course of parents and a good school teacher or classroom teacher you can get your child or the disorder under control with positive reinforcement which is another avenue and now now we're now veering off into non-medication but they're saying even with medication you still have to do what some of the other parents are doing with non-medication so therefore it's almost like the medication is not really having a effect or making a difference in what the results is going to be now the best form and i'm gonna tell any parent this take your child to see a psychiatrist i mean i'm not gonna dispel that industry no i'm not here to do that i just had a one lie on me there are there are ones that don't even believe in medication. So if you take your child take your child to one that doesn't even believe in medication, then most likely they're going to have a therapy of some sort that's going to probably be able to aid your child and help them. But yet they still have have to have a good home structure system. You have to be able to get that child on a system, structure that child, because structure is one of the main things to combat hyperactive disorder. Having things done at a certain time on a consistent basis. This is the first thing I told my wife. I said, once we do this, we gonna have this boy under control. It is be so easy. And it was, and it is still so easy because we keep that system going. He's now four, and we we keeping it going. We and we got on this thing. We we didn't play. We got on it when he was about two or three. So we we got it going. We got it going, and he is now a well-behaved boy in class. We get a re- good report literally every day, and. It makes me feel good. It makes my wife feel good. So first is structure. And this structure goes down to the finest detail. For when the time from the time they come into the house from like if they go to school and they come home or from the time they get up. So it starts from the time they get up to the time they go to sleep. Now in school, you want to make sure you're taking them to a decent school or sending them to a decent school that is has a good structure in it itself that can help your child and you want to communicate with your teacher so she know or he or she most likely it's going to be a she with my in my case it's a she it's plenty of she's and they are they are wonderful human beings (laughs) they are beautiful people like oh my god like they are beautiful people teachers are the most beautiful people like they I really hate I was mean to teachers, but teachers are so beautiful, like, because they really care about your child, especially if you take them to a good school. They are going to truly have a true care about your child, and it, and you can't 
do nothing but appreciate it. But getting back to that, with a good school structure and a good wake up to going to sleep structure, it is easy to combat a hyperactive child. First, dealing with their meals, how they eat their meals. If you want the meals eaten at a timely basis, you have to structure that in your child. You have to let a child, and the best way to really do it is through positive reinforcement. Now, you can do some negative reinforcement. Like, for example, if you can put your, you give your child a meal at a certain time, but you want that child to eat the meal at a certain time. If that child does not eat the meal at a certain time, you take the meal from them. So they can understand that this meal has to be eaten at that certain time. Then there are ways, even in that, once you get that meal, once even in snack time, you let them know there's a limited amount of snacks they can eat. Secondly, you want to make sure they're eating healthy snacks. Make sure health is a major part of the central, neurological, central nervous system. It is. You want to give your child a healthy diet at all times. Along with something they, you know, they enjoy, treats that they can enjoy, healthy treats. And once you get your child eating this way, they won't know any other way to eat but what you give them. They will enjoy your meals. They will enjoy meals that you would have frowned upon when you were a child because you were already spoiled before that meal that proper vegetable was given to you and that's just the facts of the game now getting getting back to the structure the next thing is the sleep is the play time a limited amount of screen time how much time is it 30 minutes is it an hour then the amount of time he he or she spends on art playing Reading, drawing, drawing, (laughs) drawing, Uh, that's bad for me, and, you know, coloring, stuff like that, and music, now, music, which is one of the best tools, especially if you want to help your child learn how to play a musical instrument, can be even one of the best tools to counter hyperactive behavior because it uses both sides of the brain. And therefore, the child will learn how to regulate their hyperactive behavior. And that's what helped me was music. So music is the one thing that that child can use to help them regulate their own behavior. Now, also, when you're telling the child and giving the child that structure on a daily basis, you let them know that this has to end at some period of time. If you just let them flare on to pass certain hours, then they have no structure. And when you end it at a certain time, they get upset. They throw a tantrum tantrum. And when it's time for you to take them to bed, you'll have a hard time giving giving them a bath, cleaning them up, making them brush their teeth, whatever, and getting them off the bed and making them go to sleep. 
and saying goodnight and all that good stuff and waking up morning doing the whole process over again and if they don't get proper sleep I'm gonna tell you that right now if they don't get proper sleep you're gonna have have a big problem a big problem that's a fact if they don't get proper sleep you will have a big problem but Let's get back to that. You want to get them in the bath or in the shower. You want to get them to brush their teeth. You want to get them in the bed. You have everything right. You have the room dark. You, If you want to give them anything before they go to sleep, don't give them no medication. If anything, give them a, like, like something natural like melatonin. Give them some melatonin. My, like my wife rubs my son down with lavender. Lavender, oils, something that can help your child calm so they can learn to self-regulate themselves. And it's just an assistance for them to help regulate their own hyperactiveness. And that's that's just true. And you and this is what you want. You want to be able to send your kid to school and they're controlling themselves. And that was the main thing that I stressed to my wife is that you want him to go to this school. And him or her, and this is for anybody, go to this school and you can go to work and you know your child is behaving themselves. The teacher's not worried, you're not worried, and they got to worry about some other child. But it's not your child. Then you read them a story, you limit the screen time before bed, or you cut it completely off. Some parents cut it off. I believe in cutting it off. Cut it off. Cut off any screen time so they really can learn to comfort themselves. Play a little music for them, something light and nice, or a little rain. My son loves to, loves to hear the rain or the wind or the heartbeat. <laughs> no, he loves sounds. Play some sounds and let them go to sleep. And you read them a story and they go to sleep. And you do it like clockwork, day after day, in and out. And you keep it on the weekends. Don't change on the weekends. Don't be like, all right, it's the weekend, let him stay. Uh-uh. Don't do that. We did that one time. It was a big mistake, and we had to get back on the road. And and once you got to get back started, it, it's hard. But you, want, if you do derail yourself, get back on the horse. Just get back on it because it's so beneficial. You'll have a well-behaved child. They'll be learning in school, and they have then they'll be able to enjoy themselves in school and make friends because they're a well-behaved kid, and the teacher liked them. And you want your teacher to like you want the teacher to like your kid. They that is beneficial for them. They don't know it, but we know it as parents. So I say these things. These are just some of the little details that can help without medication. Good eating. Good structure. Fun, music, melatonin. Keeping them active. Like I said, having something for them to do at all times. Screen time, to story time, to coloring, to drawing. (laughs) I can't say drawing for nothing. And just period, just... Seeing the fruit of everything, let them exercise with you. Like, because we have an exercise time. Exercise. 
eating at the dinner table for 10 minutes. Make sure you, the whole family's eating together. These things matter. They make a big difference. These this is these are our kids. We don't want to, to give just put something in their mouth, some type of medication in their mouth, and it makes everything worse. And now we don't really don't know what to do. Now we back and forth in and out in the doctor's offices and they are wearing us out and taking all our money and our kids are getting worse and worse and worse and we are more stressed out. We can't lose, we lose our sleep. We can't think, we can't perform at work like we should or in our companies or, I mean, it's a problem. And it can be easily solved with just a ritual Put that child on a ritual and stick with it. Don't be scared of your child. A lot of times parents get scared of their kids. Oh, I got to be their friend. I want them to like me. I mean, it's not wrong with that, but sometimes you can do it to default. So you got to want you want to know that I'm doing all I can to make sure I have a well-behaved child. And then I can enjoy, I, we can enjoy as much as they want. And you can teach them as much as they want. And you can put in them much as you want. And they can get much out of life. And they can carry on because you taught them self-regulation. You taught them discipline. Then you can put all the other stuff into them. But I, I wouldn't just, you know, you, you get a, you know, you get... Evalu- you know, if you need evaluation on a child, go to a psychiatrist and, and get an evaluation. Hey, man, psychologist. Psychologist and get evaluation. Go to a psychologist and get evaluation. I've been saying the wrong one, psychiatrist. But psychologist. Go to a psychologist. And, is, and of course, uh, uh, consult his, his or her pediatrician. But, the, and... Everybody, you like they say, it takes a village to raise a child. It's true. You get the pediatrician involved. You get the uh, psychologist involved. You get the uh, teacher involved. Then you get involved. You're the most important person. You're the parent. You're the captain of the whole, this whole ship that we're going to sail into the shore to safety by controlling this hyperactive behavior. And another one. Is let your child get their energy out, but this this you you are the captain of this boat, and you you're gonna sell it to shore. You can do it. It's not hard, but you got to want to do it. This your child. Care about them. Don't just and if you smack your kids, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Don't just smack your kids. See how you can help your kids outside of smacking them. If you really care about them, or you shouldn't have no child. You just out here smacking the child and not getting. Getting them the proper help. Deal with anything that can cause them to have insecurities. Like if they if they not fluent with their speech or if they need speech therapy or if they're uh if, if they not happy with their looks, you talk to them. Talk to your children. See what's going on. See what's in their head. Ask them questions about school. Ask them questions about their friends. There's nothing wrong with that. You just want to know. You want to know that you're doing all it takes to make sure you're giving your child the proper attention, the proper care. This is what we do as parents. This is our job. This is our obligation. This is our duty. And I'm telling you things that I know work. 
And I can tell you that you can't necessarily take a psychologist's word for it because they could lie just to give your child on medication. So I'm telling you, kind of have a a holistic and a, a more of a therapeutic approach to this thing rather than a medicated approach. That's it. That's what I'm saying. I don't really think a child, a hyperactive child, unless they are is extreme, and we know what the extreme behaviors are. Just be a, you know, do your due diligence on this people. This is these are kids, and you can help your if you can help your child be a well-behaved child. It helps another child and another, and I mean it help. It's like a domino effect. Because you don't know if your child is just a straight disruptive kid and he causing the other kids to lose their focus. So you're helping out. You would be a great contributor by helping your child become a well-behaved child. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with getting on that, tackling that right there. Get their energy out. Let them run, play. I mean, let them get it out. Don't restrict that from them. But also let them know that they have to sit down and be quiet. The same thing is let them watch a movie and tell them it's time to be quiet. Read a story. It's time to be quiet and listen. Teach them structure. We can do this. And you keep nailing it in their head with positive reinforcement, with rewards. Give them something. Don't just leave a child out there to drive. Give them something for being good. Give them something for being well-behaved in, in, in school. Give them an incentive. I, I mean, what it hurt? Give them an incentive. Because there are rewards in life for being well-behaved. Let's, let's be real here, people. There is It is rewarding. It is very rewarding. So let's stop with the shenanigans. Oh, it's cute to see a bad kid. It is not cute. Because after a while, it won't be cute. If you think it's cute now, one day it won't be cute, I promise you. You won't think it's cute at all. So get on it now. If you got a teenager, bless you. I mean, that's what I can, I mean, I'm, I'm for real. Because this is this is something you need to get on at an early age. But don't resort to no medication. Be careful what you allow your child to take and what chemical effects is it, it is bringing upon your kid. You don't can't just look for a one pill solution. Say, all right, this my um, this your child. This is not losing weight, and there is no one pill solution for losing weight, and we all know it. But people want to believe that crap. That's them. But we know the real. You have to get in there and work out in the gym. Anybody that's lost weight will tell you that. Anybody out there, you look at the real stories. Anybody that's lost real weight will tell you, no, it's about working out, moving, eating right, uh, getting a proper amount of sleep, everything. It's a healthy lifestyle. And that's the same thing for your child. So I'm, I'm here to tell you that everything is possible. You have to want to do it. And you have to believe you can do it. And with God and with proper advice and with proper help and with 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 diligence diligence which is really key consistency structure you can achieve other than that i wish you the best for you and your family 
and I wish for all to grow. Good night.